What's up, world? It's your boy, Sway from MTV News. The winning streak is over. But the weekly trend-setting, formerly bank-sponsored podcast is back for episode 121 of Nighty Lion Radio. Is Jonah, a benevolent father who overpaid to bring his two sons to a game they paid hardly any attention to. Also joining me, back inside Palatial Mountain Knife Studios, it's Zach. Good day. Ah. FC Susan Driver is back. Nick from soccer will be forced to return after this upcoming layoff. Whether he wants to or not, he'll never hear this. Today, we're not totally down in the dumps, so we'll happily march you into the podcast with some FCC headlines. As the weekly trend-setting podcast, have I mentioned that? We'll frame Saturday's game. We'll frame it up just right with the FCC. Glass half full for me. So no doghouse. Just continuing to fill our KLR honor guard with the FCC Man. of the week. The people. The people are silently clamoring for the, ter- the, the, the return of. You gotta respect that. So we'll do that. Two games at TQL West End Stadium, and we were both at it. So we're ready to form some hard opinions, and we'll do it in the return of. Stadium status. Kevin! Kevin's in Oh, after that, we name our five favorite types of apples in. Opery. Finally, we've got some information about Laurel and Pat Brennan that is honestly going to rock the local soccer community to its core. So make sure you listen to that, but don't skip ahead. I hate to be the one to drop bombs on this platform, but wow. Zach, I showed you the documents off air and your jaw dropped. That'll be something, right? It will be. Uh, Stay tuned. (laughs) And if you think you can skip ahead, no, because we'll be dropping clues as to how it all comes together like the puzzle pieces in each segment. So if you try to skip to the end, you'd be SOL, as they say. So make sure you listen to the whole thing, especially if you are Laurel or Pat. Folks! If you've ever wondered how the podcast was performing week to week, month to month, season to season, I'm here to tell you consistently. They say if you're not growing, you're dying, but I disagree. The fact we've kept the same listeners for so long is something that Zach talks about with tears in his eyes when we're off air. I'm just here to say that I see you. I feel you, and I appreciate you. Those we've alienated along the way were total losers. The rest of you, endless joy inside the John Hark's Cave of Wonders. Zach! Yo. Spicy week of Twitter after our trend-setting episode 120. I got here, what's the opposite of a subtweet? A blimp tweet? (laughs) Uh, We had Kevin versus Bad Nick, not from soccer. Attacked him about his soccer takes by including his foster parenting. (laughs) Hard to imagine reading that as you're typing and thinking, this is a good call. Zach, that really escalated, huh? Yeah, for sure. And I I guess I'll go ahead and announce uh, he was let go from his duties, I think, at uh, You Ain't Lying. And um, we need the listeners. We need the clicks. So joining (laughs) us next week. (laughs) Nick Marcus (laughs) is the new Welcome to the team. No, uh, nothing's off limits on KLR. Foster parenting? <laughs> Honestly, that's the top of my list. It's the first thing I attack. 
You think Yap out already? You're a bad dad! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I respect the take, but man, what a take. Uh, Zach, also, SEC reporters taking critiques too personally, or are we being too mean? Um, no, way too personally. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I think uh, they should kind of be embarrassed, to be honest. Uh, when you're in the KLR dojo, anything's a go-go. But outside of here, very civil. Uh, when people DM me, I'm uncomfortable. But Kevin lives for the thrill, so stay in those DMs. He wants it. He needs it. He craves it. Uh, anything else before we get into it, Zach? You finished all your headlines yesterday. You're raring to go. Yeah, I was writing them down during the game. They're really good. <laughs> Enough of the palace intrigue. Let's get hyped on some FCC headlines. Three for me, three for Zach. It wasn't a struggle. Last it was a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> I said last week that they were like very bad, but when I listened, those are actually pretty good. Um, Your theme last week was... Teen dramas. Teen TV dramas. Does this week have a theme as well, or should we let the listeners figure out what the theme is? We'll let them figure it out. They're, they're not good. I'll start it off, and you can feel better about yourself. This one comes straight out of the Buenos Aires Bugle. <clears throat> Pumpkin pie and eggnog. The Lucho diet goes viral as Acosta disciples refuse any food without nutmeg. <laughs> Team owner Whitman says, I wish he'd stop calling me that. <laughs> nutmeg. <laughs> this guy can't get enough. I was reading the... Uh, uh, so many ways to take that. I tweeted out Lucho. We'll get to it. His amazing... I mean, it wasn't really that close to being a goal, but... A possible goal where you flicked it over the person's head. I, I tweeted about it, tagged Lucho. He liked it. Nice. So he's he's active. He's internet active. Zach. Yeah, right. This is from um, the Detroit Free Press. No Abba and Glace. Joe Jow insists that he's still free, urges Lucho to take a chance on him. But Acosta <laughs> blames language barrier after refusing to pass to Jow for 90 minutes. The theme is, well, I'll wait to the next one. He doesn't seem to trust him, Jonah. <laughs> My next one, this is from, what's that military news magazine? Mm. I know you're a big. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, maybe I'm Soldier of Fortune magazine, this one. Battle of the Bulge. Rev's coach jiggles belly in wild post-game presser, says TQL Stadium might have better attendance, but Bruce Arena holds more chicken wings. <laughs> Shorter lines, too. Uh, Bruce. <laughs> Speaking of bulge, this one's from the uh, Cincinnati Free Press. Uh, <laughs> Yuyaku Boner. Since he's much maligned, number eight gives the Tika Collective Lindner Blue Pill after series of impressive tackles. <laughs> uh, now I really don't know the theme. That didn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> Carl. My last one, uh, this is from... Some great tackles. But also... Some bad passes. Yeah. That's but as Laurel would tell you, they pass well in practice. <laughs> so you don't have the logic and perspective that she's bringing. As I gander out of my telescope, I see you, Kubo, connecting nonstop with passes. This is the last one. This is from um, uh, Penthouse Forums. Letter to the editor. I'd hit that. Matarita diagnosed with objectum sexuality after errant passes into video board reveal deep-seated love with inanimate LED panels. Joe Jow's attraction to defender's legs goes undiagnosed. 
Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Objectum sexuality. YouTube it. She's in love with a fence. <laughs> she can't get enough of the fence. All right, Zach, take us home. All right, this is from uh, Minneapolis. Uh, mini <laughs> standard. <laughs> the mini standard. Stamma Mia. Here we go again. Stan buys himself another few weeks after Team of the Week performance from the goalpost and crossbar. <laughs> I should make a meme about that. Like the Simpsons where the inanimate rod is on the cover of Time magazine. But it's the post, Zach. Sports Illustrated. Yep. The post. Yep. Now that you're sufficiently hyped. <laughs> wonder what my wife will think. Objectum sexuality. In love with a fence. <laughs> It's when you're in love with inanimate objects. The guy who has sex with his car. If you could pick one object, what would it be? Uh, after yesterday, definitely the post. <laughs> <laughs> the post <post-cincy.com. laughs> Check it out. Uh, FCC recap. What time are we at? I feel like we're 10 minutes. Fine. I don't know if that is fine. <laughs> I was going to say that, then I looked at 10. FCC returns to the teak. Everyone's calling it to face stupid Bruce Arena's New England Revolution. Liz Summers just rooting for a well-played game. Riding sky high after a dominant win over Vagabond Montreal Club of Foot. The FC is desperate to start a winning streak. Starting lineups stay the same with one giant exception. The return of Jurgen I score goal, Lacadia, in place of Alvaro, I scored another time, Barrial. <laughs> Zach, now I feel like I'm just doing this just for Matthew. He's out there. <laughs> hey, hey, still worth it. If you missed the game, got you all set up. Local reporters set expectations firmly at Mariana. How do you say? <laughs> I already blew it. The Mariana Trench levels of low. That thing's deep, folks. Right? Zach, you're an optimist, though. So what did you predict? <clears throat> Not what you think. I never- <laughs> Not our actual prediction, but what were you expecting going in after the bar was set? Solo. Um, I think it played out about how I expected this is when I thought I thought we'd lose. Mm-hmm. Maybe have a couple chances and uh, hopefully not concede more than three. Well, you're a real Laurel loser. Another one who has no expectations. You're the reason this <laughs> demand better. I've I I would like more than that. Yeah, I like. <laughs> but you know, couldn't lose either way. I think you know. I'm curious now. I got to look it up. This is a great. Absolute momentum killer. Well, here, while you're doing that, I I will say, no matter where they are in the standings, you just assume New England is trash. I don't know why. Yeah, and I still understand how Bruce Arena is a good coach. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. (laughs) What kind of strings is he pulling? (laughs) They like his name came up some when we were searching, and I was like, hell no, fuck him. And I think it's because of his time as a he did some commentating during some games, and he just sounded so stupid, like he didn't know what the fuck was going on. Obviously, he must. <laughs> when did we pick all the games? Recipes, that's unrelated. March 28th is when I made my predictions. No. I had, look at this, a 1-0 loss. Was wow. My, was my prediction. But I was thinking, let's shock the world. I think for the post, I predict a 2 nothing victory with uh, goals. A Koch-like game with individual beauty that yep. overshadowed uh, team failure. It really wasn't like that. But uh, as always, FCC comes out hot every game, a flurry of energy to start with. 
Only the Nashville game, though, produced an early goal. New England settled in, overcome me saying, was over, <laughs> able to overcome me saying, let's go, and was firmly on the front foot. And then shots and shots and shots. Although now I'm thinking my memory of the first half is slightly foggy. I tried to watch the replay, but the replay starts at about the 35th minute mark, uh, which is unfortunate because I missed Loka's first early chances, though. Jurgen Lakadia spent all week long working on his poor man Ronaldo cutback chop, Ooh, and it showed. Loka found space for himself in and around the box and let off two shots around the 20 minute mark, the better of which sadly placed right into the keeper's womb. Zach, I got this here. Loka is trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. And uh, I know we talk about his gait, but uh, he actually he has some speed. There was a couple uh, balls he was chasing, and um, I'm like, there's no way. And he got him. Good for you. I'm always afraid he's going to pull a hamstring, though. Yeah, for sure. And that uh, second half. Was that the second half where he pulled the ball out of the, out of the air? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he took it down. Not quite Barial level, though. Maybe Barial week one. Not Barial week. I can't keep track of anything. Um, but yeah, he had two where he cut it back, and I, I just assumed he's going to lose the ball, and then all of a sudden he had three feet of space and was able to take a shot. That second one, honestly, he could have gone, this is the curse. I, I remember I asked Nick on an episode, why do we do this? We kick it straight at the goalie. We have the whole goal. He had to the left. He went to the right. Went right down Broadway. But uh, that was a shot on goal, and you know what? That was a chance. Yeah, it was. I think uh, maybe it was Alex Ferguson who used to coach players to, if you're going to like rip it, just aim at the goalie because you're not going to kick it straight anyway. And, uh, <laughs> well, Yaps, six degrees of separation. What's he telling him? Come on. We should say we were at the game with uh, a beautifully high vantage point, so we could really see the whole pitch out there and get a, get a good grasp on things. Uh, my top thing I have here is Kubo giveth. Kubo taketh away. Zach, we're ready to say Kubo's having his best game. Then the moment those words fall out of your mouth, an errant pass leading to a break the other way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you say on the scales of justice? Is Kubo, did he tip more to good or more to whatever the other side of the For scale For me, he is? tipped way more to good. I mean, Okay, he giveth more. Yeah, I thought he had, I don't know how many really good tackles. Um, yeah, defensively, I thought he was really good. There was, this was the first game where I'm like, Brenner's, about to break and he would try to break when Kubo had the ball and he just hesitates before trying to make that through ball and uh, then the moment's gone but I thought uh, it was definitely his best game in that position um, except in that first half I'm sure you noticed too him and Lucho were straight up bumping mm. into each other a handful of times I respected Kubo though because I thought he was just gonna like step off the ball and give it to Lucho because he's so like my ball all the time but Kubo held it whether he made something happen or not, but that was nice to see because Lucho just kind of, I love him for it, but he's just everywhere around the midfield trying to get on the ball at all times. And I'm sure for someone like Kubo, who uh, he, he's a master on the ball. He, we don't always see it, but we know it's there. So he's probably like, hey, I can I can keep the ball for a second too. So, you know, yeah, stand your ground. Keep the ball for a little bit. And uh, Lucho's going to roam, and he's going to be on the ball 90% of the time. But yeah, I like that too. Your other big takeaway, Zach, I, I heard it out loud. Matarita, not doing it for you so much, especially no, not, the first half. Not this game. No, for sure. Uh, it started from the beginning of the game. Anytime he tried to beat somebody when he had the ball, he failed. I think that probably the entire game. And then in the second half, you notice a few times, like the angle wasn't there for a pass and he would just try and force it and get stuffed. 
He had one truly egregious one in the second half. I almost made a clip of, but you know, I'm not here to bring our team down where no. he passed it just straight out of bounds to nobody and Cruz is just like, Hey. Yeah. No, um, you know, I think um general consensus is Madarita good. But he had like <laughs> he can stay. He did have a rough game, especially going forward uh yesterday. Just you know, he's trying to beat guys, but he just kept getting stuffed and stuffed and then his passes as well. Do you notice I did. Um, do you notice I do. There's only ever one option when, whether it's Cameron, Viasia, Matarita, when they get the ball, they only ever have one option. Why don't we give them two? There was a lot of long balls yesterday. Yeah. It was a big day for Forrest out there. I thought that was our goal to not do that. I guess with this formation, I should I should mention for some someone out there, we, we played the same formation as last, the last game, including with Stanko back there again. I will say about Stanko, this will probably be the last time we talk about him. Quiet game for Stenko, and in my mind, that's good. Less, I'm not hearing anything about Stenko. Uh, I don't have any any glaring critiques. So, uh, how'd your boy do out there for his second week? I thought he did pretty good. I was a little nervous because he got that yellow very early, Ooh, and then yeah. he got Caleb Stenko in the back on a yellow for like almost a whole entire game. That was the first ten um, minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, um, but replay bad boy looked like a red card yeah <laughs> it looked like one to me for sure i thought that was gonna go to review um maybe somebody looked at it if he didn't get the ball that's a straight yeah, red but it was, uh yeah it was nasty it was rough <laughs> and i i was just bummed i kind of was uh was preparing myself for uh remember the nine part two yeah but you never like the rest of the game i don't remember any chance or any times when you're like shit stanko can't make a tackle here because no it just they didn't really go after him or have the chance to go after him uh so it didn't end up mattering, but at the time I thought, ah, shit. Uh, our other first half hero outside of uh, Lacadia, I shoot at goal. Jurgen, I said that backwards. <laughs> Jurgen, I shoot at goal. Lacadia, uh, Peter Vermeer. <laughs> <laughs> I think I realized who I who I was confusing. Not that it makes it anymore. I I yelled out, yeah, I don't know what I said. Like nice one. Peter or something, and he said, "Who's Peter?" And I was like, oh, right. "It was towards the end." Sorry, it was towards the end of the game. Uh, Vermeer came way out to collect the ball, and I think you were telling him to take it to the house. Yeah, take and, uh, it. Oh, I said, really take it, it to the house, Peter. And Jonah screams, and I'm like, "Peter, like, what, what the? F- you're having it's a like stroke?" I'm trying to be funny, but I was definitely not. Uh, Peter Vermees is the coach of Sporting Kansas City. That's oh, like a name. yeah, that's where your head was. <laughs> I'm just like, there's a name that sounds something like. Peter Vermeer. And that's all I was thinking. I, I think you probably made anyone around us question, like, is his name? Oh, I mean, I think we all know. Most people don't know his name because they do at the be- the lineups at the beginning. And it's like, I almost said Peter again. <laughs> Kenneth! And I was like... <sighs> and it's like, Alan, there was a gag! Cruz! And, I mean, some of them they should really know by now. Honestly, I'm not too impressed by... <laughs> everyone but me on the sides of the stadium that's all i'll say uh if you're not screaming your head off like me you're doing it wrong so it's been a quiet start besides fcc which gets my cockles flared i don't know if you heard this it really kind of annoyed me when uh lucha went down he was fouled they didn't call it it was probably around like 70th minute or something he was just like sitting there yeah and uh gentleman sitting in front of us was like get up you bitch (laughs) (laughs) wow i missed that yeah (laughs) to lucho yeah it's like lucho i mean like say what you will he is everywhere you know if he needs to sit down for like (laughs) 10 seconds like 
fucking let him do it. Like, get up, you <laughs> bitch. Yeah. <laughs> how fickle can you be? He wanted him to like get back on defense. You know, it's like, dude, he is literally he's all over the place, and he's he is very frustrating. Like, you know, when he gets the ball, he's gonna outside of his right foot, he's gonna turn and try and go that way. He was leaving a lot of passes short, like with the outside of his right foot, going for the nutmegs outside <laughs> of his right foot, but. He's literally everywhere. Everything goes through him. Well, one like, thing, and he was fouled. And this guy is just like, "Get up, you bitch!" The play's still going. Like, I'm like, all right, man. Like, what is he gonna do, really? Yeah. Uh, I will say one thing I noticed, and it was only because of one tackle. But he's had, he'll have like one good one a game. I think he could be, if he wasn't so skilled offensively, he could be Frankie Amaya defensively if he wanted to he just that's not what he's here for no and that's not what he was born to do but yeah. like he he came in for one and he's like a mini jeff cameron just fucking yoinked the ball away from this dude just like back heel chopped and took the ball away and it was just like wow <laughs> that's like the stuff like we like praise frankie for when he's in the middle of doing nothing else we're like love the hustle but it just shows you know he's an amazing footballer he's a complete player he's just He's an offensive juggernaut, so that's not yeah. what he's about. But. So back to the first half, <laughs> they Peter, had a uh, Peter Vermeer. Or Peter mean? Vermeer. He had um the one that maybe he touched, maybe he didn't. He hit, didn't really hit the crossbar. He didn't really protest too much, but I don't no. know if that because it made him look better. Um, another one him. like bounced off the left goalpost. Um, another one, Alan Cruz, I think, headed it off the line. I from they our had, angle, like, I couldn't tell if yeah. that was going in. Was it the one on that the replay? He, yeah, the Alan Cruz one. Yeah, and then um, multiple free headers. Yeah, that we and just, crosses they just barely yeah missed connecting on. Ooh, and the one that went over to Jow's side, the dude just volleyed out of the air. Yeah, they had they had their chances. <laughs> uh, corner kick at the end of the first half, we did not mark up outside the box, so a guy just ran onto it free, and I think that was another. That was a good save. Uh, and he comes out of the box strong, way stronger than TT, which I guess is uh, the. The blessing and the curse of Peter Vermeer. He uh he'll get a little wild, but like when it works and you're like, uh oh, break oh, oh, he's right there. And he just comes grabs it. It's it's comforting when he gets it. But um so I'm into him now. Yeah. Two things. One, I saw Pat Brennan's Twitter. He was laying into Viacia for being like a giveaway machine. I didn't notice I don't that. And like when I'm at the games, I notice things a lot less because I'm just caught up in it. But uh for me, I didn't really I thought he was fine. Um, this whole game seems like it was, uh, I'm hearing things from people. I'm like, I don't know what you were watching. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that really annoyed me, and uh, I don't know what the plan is, but they've got this their new goal kick routine where uh, Vermeer plays it short to Viasia, and then what? <laughs> uh, back get, to him? <laughs> no, or he just passes it to the other team. No one's moving. They just seem like pretty like discombobulated on those and then sometimes they're about to play short and then finally like they're like never mind let's just go long but every time they played it short to Viasia it was a an abject failure I'm curious what they're working on maybe Laurel can tell us like, how well it works at <laughs> training sorry I was um, only out there when uh the goalies were out this because apparently what we see in the game doesn't count we can't judge the team based on results and what we watch with our own eyes we need to be told by someone who interviews them and watches practice this has been a common complaint from fans for the last, uh, since forever, when we are pressed at all, like you said, it ends up, we booting it, we end up booting it forward. And if they don't, if they just head it up and we get the second ball, sometimes like, hey, that worked out. But really, it's just dumb luck. I'd be curious. Maybe CST will tweet out the uh, stats on this. How many, how many goal kicks 
we won in the air because I think I don't think we ever won the first. I think ball. it's zero. <laughs> I think we won zero first balls. Um, I feel like I remember Loka taking a down, but it might have not been the. It might have been like a second ball. Yeah, yeah. The there goal. was maybe one or two where I feel like he was shoved in the back and fouled, but we did not win any of those clearances in the air. Um, we should probably do that. <laughs> we could talk the second half. Lakadia gets into it with this. Def- what's, I don't know the defender's name, but he was really one of those me boring off. white guys. Uh, yeah, and I should say. Kevin said, I think the ref was fair. I was like, it may be fair in that he was shitty for both teams. But uh, once again, I just found myself very bothered by the ref, what he chose to call, what he didn't, and then what he would later call. But you just, but that just, I mean, we're a hard probably team to officiate with someone like uh, Acosta. He's always looking for a foul, you know. Get up, bitch! (laughs) Uh, Even when he, I like when Lucho fouls someone and then like he'll go down like, ah! (laughs) It's like, yes, yes, whatever you got to do. Uh, but yeah, Loka gets into it with somebody. I think people were, th- there was some theorizing on Twitter. Like the guy said something racist. I've I've seen absolutely no reason. I've seen nothing besides that uh, Loka's black and this guy's white, which <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, it works for me, but I have actually not seen any reason. And then it looked like Loka was like making a pushing motion. And then they're just getting into it. The ref brings them over. And then while the ref's standing there, they get, Nearly touching nose to nose. The yeah, ref's it was just standing there. I'm like, yeah, it's like he brought him over for some fucking like MMA pre match, like <laughs> weigh in bullshit. Um, and that was like one of the longest conversations I've ever, I don't understand. Like, I think the ref kind of made things worse there. Yeah. It was all quite bizarre, but um, I got here before that. Should we talk about Joe Jow's, the weak link in his game now? You know, if you didn't, if you watch this game, you didn't know who Joe Zhao was. Never watched FCC, and you told him that he was a converted uh, right back this year. I don't think he would do a double take. No, for sure. I mean, this this formation definitely suits Joe Zhao better. Yeah, I guess he wasn't playing right back then. Right wing I mean, back or whatever. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Um, it definitely suits him better, and there's less that you can point at. It's like a glaring mistake. It's the crossing. It is the crossing. Um, you know, there was a couple like hit and hope ones that he got like into the six yard box, and like those are fine. But there are some other ones where he's not beating the first man or like playing them on the ground or playing them straight to the keeper. Where Tommy G says, Joe Jow with a shot. <laughs> so I honestly don't know. Sometimes it seems like he's caught in between a shot and a cross. And, uh, but yeah, it's unfortunate. I think he had about three that went straight into a defender's leg. And I get if a defender's right in front of you, but a few he was trying to cut back more um, across his body, trying to center it up. And it just, it, it wasn't. And even if it had gone through, there wouldn't have been a player where he was crossing it. But I know he's capable of making a cross. So I don't know if it's something that will improve over time. But that seems to be if if he was hitting, if he was an amazing crosser of the ball, um, we could have had a lot more good chances because he got into some decent positions to make said cross. Sure. Yeah. I mean, his side definitely felt the most threatening on attack. But uh, yeah, not to be. Um, but we conceded. That's around the 70th minute after a kind of weak foul against uh, Kubo. Yeah, I haven't seen the replay. Right on the end line. When I was there, I felt like it was not a foul. There was but. no foul replay. I mean, I saw, I watched the clip again, but they didn't. They were they're kind of kind of kind of boofing it on some of these replays. But yeah, it, it was pretty weak, and so it was basically like a corner kick that was 15 feet in. Is it Buxa? I really just want to call him Busca. It's, he should really just rearrange those letters. Yeah, it's and it looked like it looked like Matarita had him and then let him go. But like I said, I don't know if he would have <laughs> if he was with him. 
His price is not getting up there. Uh, you know, normally we give up a goal, and I'd like to... Who do we blame? What's the problem? I feel like now, with, like, the goals giving up, individuals are making mistakes. But I feel like right now we're winning and we're losing as a team. So I'll just say <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we conceded a goal. And if we didn't concede that one, there was, like you said, at least 30 other chances. What, they had 26 shots or something? Yeah, at least. Um, and at least, like, 20 in the first half. So... I was honestly, I felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulder when we finally <laughs> conceded that goal. I was like, okay, now, now we go for the tie. And, uh, you know, we had, we had a few chances. We had the one where uh, Brenner had the ball outside the box. He could have played it to Joe Jow, who was streaking down his side. But honestly, after seeing Joe Jow crossing, I understand why he didn't trust him either. And he's the big man. Yeah, so I didn't he, blame him for taking a shot. Even if he did trust him, this is your, what, $13 million striker. Yeah, I, I want no him to problem. shoot more. Like, see, Loka's not afraid. He'll get the ball, turn, and rip yeah. from outside the box. Like, Brenner should do that too. He's just um, not putting him on. He did. Not I in the frame. And Brenner's chance in the first half, where he, I think he was trying to go across the goal with his left foot. Like, that was not a bad, wasn't a bad chance. I mean, in hindsight, you could say maybe go near post. Again, we should expect more, but uh, it was his, he was the most involved he's been since he got here, Brenner. Um, and it's finally, it was a game you saw him like trying to make runs behind. Never found him really, but uh, definitely more involved. And uh, he's usually like the third one forward almost. Yeah. Loka was always ahead of him. Uh, and then in the second half, uh, Barial comes on for Stanko. And I think we switched back to the 4 3 3. As far as I know, it seemed <laughs> I didn't see a drastic difference between uh, our creativity in the first half and second half. It all kind of blurs for me. He got involved too. He had a rip, didn't have much power on it, but shot on target. And then we had what I will call, and this is brand new folks, the Ohio Lottery chance of the game. <coughs> Sorry. There's a long pass up the middle to Barial at the top of the box from Lucho, a beautiful ball from Lucho, who one time passed it across to the right to Vasquez, shoots it near post, saved by Matt Turner, which led to three straight corners. It's probably the most exciting sequence of the game. The SECs were flowing. After that second corner, the ball came out to Cruz, if you remember this act, outside the box who ripped a volley, a beautiful one, into a sea of revolution players. That ball was on target. Yeah, as opposed he had one from outside the box earlier. He really skied that oh, shit. Skied but uh, no, this was good. And Vasquez, that was a good chance. You texted Vasquez's chance. What were you implying, Zach? That he blew it or just, man. That it was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I was just watching the replay last night. I was like, oh, man, that was even that was a better chance than I realized while we were there. I was thinking, it's if you pause it for a second, it's like, ah, oh, he's got so much more uh, far post side to work with. But Matt Turner, he's one of the best goalies in the MLS. And actually, if you think about him, if he got down quick at all to his right, he stops it probably just as easily with his positioning to the right. So I don't really blame Vasquez and the fact, honestly, putting the ball on frame is a rarity lately with our team. So, I mean, it was a good shot. They had to make a real save. And then, like we said, it led to three straight corners. And that third one, uh, we played it short and Acosta slipped and fell. And that kind of was the end of that. But uh, had some real momentum there, Zach. You could feel it. Yeah, you for sure. You could feel a point coming. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the extra time had... You know, really expired, and they let us take that last corner. And uh, I think Camera got ahead on it. If yeah, that had gone in, header. I mean, these players had just won the game, and we're still <laughs> surrounding the ref, angry that they let us have that corner. Uh, it would have been fucking glorious. Bruce Arena would have been 
shitting himself. Yeah, and I, I uh, a decent chunk of people were leaving in extra time too, which I always enjoy. Um, you really want something good to happen then, and be like, oh, beat the traffic, tie game, bitch, get up, you bitch. <laughs> the play's still happening, you bitch. God, get that guy on the podcast. His name, Steve Marcus. His son, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad dad, Lucho. Get off the ground. Um, yeah, one other thing I wrote here was, I mean, every game this happens. You're up one. You're trying to end the game. But, like, the time stalling was so obnoxious. And the ref was just like, come on. The one guy, what happened in the box where he went down as if Cruz had hit him in the head, grabbed his head. Then when he hits the ground, changed his whole tune and acted like he was cramping up. <laughs> just, like, forgot about his head. They showed the replay. Nobody touched his head at all, and then, I don't know, just stuff like that. I think that might have been the same guy who was trying to kiss Loka earlier, so. I don't know. I would have loved to, to get one on them, but uh, that was the game. one nothing. And, you know, if, you're, if your whole thing is, we need to start getting results, then this game wasn't for you. If your thing was, I need to see some progress, maybe it was for you. I, I heard a lot of people say, Zach, uh, we looked like a regular team. It looked like two teams playing. <laughs> Two teams playing soccer. Yeah, I suppose so. When I was watching, I was thinking, all right, when we're like defending, we get back, we're in formation. Um, there seems to be a plan. But then as soon as we're like on the attack, it does seem like a free for all. Look, like we have talent so they can make some things happen, but it does seem like we don't really have like a game plan going forward. It's always kind of a mystery. Yeah, I mean, we're in Acosta away from being rudderless. <laughs> But like when he's involved and I feel like he gets the other players playing his style too, like that play I was talking about, uh, which would have been the goal of a lifetime, give and go with Barial. I think it was Barial where then he flicks it, balls behind him. So he like back heel flicks it over his head and stuff like that. You're not going to get that from anybody else. And it just uh, seems so yeah. random when like, when are the wing backs pushing forward and showing for the ball and when they're not? Cause so many times they, People were looking for them, and they're they're nowhere to be found. Um, I don't know. I think if Matarita and Joe Jao have amazing games on the same day, it might seem like a whole other oh, yeah. world. <laughs> like if Joe Jao's hitting great crosses and real chances, because I mean they had similar things, similar attempts as Joe Jao's, except every time they would cross it, I just assumed that uh, the tall white guy was gonna bury it. Yeah, for and sure. they ended up, you know, not getting a run of play goal, which they easily could have, but they ended up. Would say with a deserved goal, but off of a, a a set piece. So, but let's move on. FCC were losers, but some players won our hearts. We're gonna pick one right now. The FCC Man. of the week. Um, there's a few good choices this week. Vermeer was the FCC's man of the match, but you know, we don't follow FCC's rules, we follow our own. Uh, who else came out? Barial came in, played well. Costa doing his usual thing. Lacadia. Jeff Cameron. Oh, we should real quick. He's definitely not going to be our man of the match for political reasons because I don't <laughs> want Matt Doyle to be mad. But uh, Jeff Cameron, I tweeted it out with just an absolute stuff late in the game. He does he stuffs players in a way that I wouldn't trust any of our center backs to do. No, he turns his right side to him and then kind of stamps down. Um, and this was great because the guy like did a yeah <laughs> your ner- spin off of it. And like how many times? I mean, I've seen Tom Pedersen in that exact situation, and he just like gives the guy some space and keeps backs off backs off to not get beat and then the yeah. guy can just play a pass or maybe um, stab and 
then get beat. Yeah, but, uh, but uh, and I, I, <laughs> it sucks. Ever, ever since like Viasia and uh, Cameron started playing, I keep like bringing up Pedersen. Like, man, can you imagine? Like, <laughs> I feel like a dick, but uh, but can you? Uh, yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. I just the guy wouldn't have lost the ball. I mean, it might have been a bad cross or something like that. But you, I can't imagine him just stuffing it. Yeah, like just that. getting stuffed. And yeah, it's not the first time. Too, uh, you definitely just feel way more comfortable in the. No, he got me. I I jumped out of my seat. <laughs> I screamed. <laughs> you don't do that very often for like a defensive stuff, but like it just was so glorious in the way the guy fell. Uh, unfortunately, it looked like I I didn't notice it live at all. I was too busy following the ball because it was like a poor clearance. But it looked like he uh, cramped up as he was trying to clear the ball, yep. Yep. and he was hobbled the rest of the game. Didn't really end up affecting anything. Well, maybe it affected his jump for that header that he could have mm-hmm. scored at the end. That's he also. So, yeah. He blew across towards the end of the game. Also, he played up. Yeah, it's true. Into the uh, former GA that ups- stand. That was upsetting. But um, yeah, and as far as Viasia, I still love him. Uh, he was getting pretty heated with a dude. He was getting into it. Uh, I, I was. I said somewhere else that I think I'd put twenty bucks on him getting a red card this season at some point, and I will love it. A little bit of that Waston in him, but uh, like he's got a fire. He seems. Pretty passionate out there, and uh, I don't remember him being a giveaway machine, as Pat Brennan said, but, you know, I don't like putting it on one player like that when I feel like, like I said, we're winning as a team, <laughs> we're losing as a team, we're giving the ball up as a team. Yeah, I thought uh, Matarita was a giveaway machine. But uh, Yeah, truly. I'm going to give my man of the match is uh, Yuya Kubo. Mm. Just tackle after tackle after tackle. Yeah, he's a real Rorschach test for this fan base. You know, what did you see out there from Kubo? You could see what you want, but you can't say he's not giving it a thousand percent. I feel like his defense is getting better. He's tackling hard. I'm gonna give it to Vermeer, not to get uh, corporate on you, but uh, he he made some big saves. He and he did a few things that I don't think TT would have done. I think TT might have made a couple saves that he didn't make in the Miami game, possibly. But today you saw the reason. And my God, his feet beautiful <laughs> just the way he plays with his feet those 10 yard passes to cameron and viasia you just tt's not doing that no. that's for sure love his feet absolutely love his feet and uh it's kind of exciting like he went out and got that ball and was like dribbling it around with his hands for a second you know gathering it up it's fun it's fun back there when he's not giving up the goals it's exciting uh i gave it to you on your birthday so i'm taking this one back peter vermeer <laughs> What if that was his middle name? You'll never be able to stop. No, I'm I'm ruining myself. Uh, Kenneth Peter Vermeer, you are my FCC of the week, and you win um, nothing. (laughs) Can't think of anything. Uh, But good for that. All right, moving on. Segment that people are clamoring for because they're saying it. This is like the new uh, Where's the Beef? You hear it when you're just walking down the street, wherever you go. You gotta respect that! And there's so much you have to respect. Zach, do you have any things you gotta respect? I wrote down a few to save myself the confusion of having to think on the fly. Um, shit, I wish I would have written some down. Harold is Kenneth's middle name, so you couldn't have been more wrong. Harry Vermeer. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, I got one. Maybe this will get your mind fluttering with ideas. Acosta fouling someone and then feigning injury to try to lessen his punishment. You try to hurt someone else, then you pretend to get hurt. You have to respect that! By any means necessary, Lucho. Absolutely. Oh, Zach, this, we are talking about this too. Referee allowing Loka and the defender to touch noses. You don't see that every day from someone who's trying to keep the peace. 
for throwing a total wrench into refereeing, I say. What you want? <laughs> yeah, no, that's for sure. He does things his way. Um, Frank I've Sinatra got one. Out uh, there. Pat Brennan just concocting a story about fans booing FCC <laughs> off the pitch at the last home game. Um, you know, a fact that could easily be disputed by anyone in attendance, but he went for it anyway. And you got to respect that. Yeah. If there's no story, you make the story. Uh, I don't know. He kind of hedged a little bit. He said, booing or a murmur. <laughs> Those aren't the same. <laughs> That's just the crowd talking because the half's over. Yeah. What did you say? Mm. It's like a slap versus a, a wave hello. <laughs> I said, murdered or more so pantsed. Yeah. Either way, hands were involved. Um, this one, Absolutely. Uh, we noticed game one, music pretty loud, but I didn't think it was quite nipper level, so I was almost able to hold a conversation. This time, DJ Primetime cranking things up to 11, although I know he doesn't control the speakers in the stadium. Too loud, uh, Jonah. So loud. <laughs> so loud. But uh, for playing music at a level that just eliminated any possibility of conversing, you had to respect that. <laughs> it's DJ Primetime's show, and he wants everyone to know it. Anything else, Zach, before we move right along? Negative. Oh, baby, we're bringing this one back. Stadium status. Uh, my big. That's right, Kanye. It's stadium status. Two games in. First game, 6K. This one, I don't know. 11, 12, 13, 18. Don't know what to believe. 20, I don't know either. Because I'm like, there's so many people here. And then you're like, but there's a, there's a lot of room. Uh, stadium status. Time for our semi-thorough, meaning five-minute-long review of TQL Stadium. Like, I want to stress this ahead, 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 ahead of time. It's much easier to be negative if you've listened to this podcast before. You know, we'll, we'll shit on things all day because it's just more fun than just being positive. Like, yeah, like, uh. Oh, they thought about safety first. You know, it's not, that's no fun. So overall, my verdict, of course, as a viewing experience, stadium, fantastic. Uh, love it. Love, you're really on top of the action. Uh, we were pretty high up, I would say. It's still an enjoyable view. I could have tried to move down if it was really necessary, but, you know, I could see the whole pitch. It was great. The seats, they're whatever. They're seats. <laughs> Uh, the stadium overall, it's a great stadium. Getting to it, getting into the stadium, getting out, you know, lots of exits. Overall, love it. Love the stadium. Love the possible atmosphere. Think it's going to sound great. But that's not to say there aren't some issues. Issue number one, it's a little tight in there, Zach. And by tight, I mean the concourses. You get in there, the first game, I remember thinking, I was like, this is like what I would like it to be. Yeah, in that first 6, game, I was thinking this is about max <laughs> for the uh, for the concourses. And in their defense, there's only so much room. You know, if you want to put all these, have a big stadium, there's only so much room. There's only so much room. We didn't build this out in the middle of Westchester, in the middle of nowhere. You know, it's not one of these Frisco, Texas, FC Dallas stadiums where you've got all the room you want. You know, where there's a finite amount of space they had, and they couldn't either maybe they didn't want to monetarily it's only so big they could they could make it and uh, look like they save a lot of space with the concourses <laughs> they feel when you're doing meet the seat you're like this is an appropriate size then you're walking through it's just it's not an enjoyable non inner bowl experience so far for me um yeah i'll take it one step further it is terribly crowded 
in the concourse. And I don't mean to be a whiner, but uh, we like the stadium. I feel like they said multiple <laughs> times that like there's so many bathrooms and so many places to eliminate the long lines. Like, all right, there was 11,000 there yesterday. I had to walk all the way to the other side of the stadium to find a line that wouldn't make me miss the second half. I just didn't pee. It wasn't worth it to me. And I'm someone who, at Nipper, I almost never left my seat once the game started. So it's not a big deal for me. And this is a rare game that I brought my kids. So I had to go down and get some snacks. I, and I, Eli had to pee as well. So, so I'm, I'm, not the, I'm not the person they need to worry about the most. Because I'm, I'm happy staying in my seat the whole game. The bathroom lines were insane. Uh, the family restrooms and just the guys. I didn't see as long lines for the female bathrooms, but maybe I just wasn't looking because I was just focused on taking them to the bathroom. Uh, they ended up holding it, which was amazing for them. The line, yeah, they're outrageous. And then the concourse, like the snack lines for the shitty concession areas, like the ones that barely have anything. Those were crazy. They seemed poorly run. It was not effective the way they were doing things. It was just packed in there. I think we had to wear masks, but as I got in the line, I was like, this feels like mask time. I'm fully vaccinated, but I was like, you know, I'm going to put my mask on. But it's just, it's crowded, and I'm waiting next game, the 19th. That'll be the true test. Is there things that aren't open that will be open this time? Are there more bathrooms that are they hiding? (laughs) Are they trying to, like, make everyone second guess if you didn't buy a club ticket? Look, it's a great stadium. <laughs> however, however, I'd like to keep it. Yeah. I dropped a shit ton of money for my uh, second level seat. A whole lot, Jonah. And uh, oh, I, you I, know, I, I, we had the same. Yeah, same ticket. <laughs> promises were made. <laughs> <laughs> Bathroom uh, promises were made. Yeah, and uh, it is. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say it might be a very. Besides watching the game, which is obviously the most important thing, um, I'll never get in a line to uh, buy anything maybe ever again once we go to full capacity because it could be a total fucking nightmare. We might have to pull a dat dude. Yeah, leave <laughs> leave the stadium, go get a drink. Yeah. It sounded insane at the time. Yeah, I'll jog to a food truck um, in Washington Park and jog back and be back before, uh, before you go pee in the stadium. Yeah, it's sad that the bathroom scenario, for me, a man in section 122, I think the bathroom scenario and drink scenario might have been better at Nippert but like as far as me, I could have just gone straight back out of the seat, and then there was the one con- there was a couple concession areas and a wider area. I, I remember when we were at correct me if I'm wrong, but when we were at uh, Emirates for the Arsenal game, I mean the concourses are packed because everyone it seems like leaves their seat at uh, Premier League games. Yeah, it's and, also what sixty thousand. Yeah, but you assume there's another whole other level to hide people. And you'd think with these club seats that everyone who's on the first level would be using those. I mean, I'm sure they're the cheaper club area, I'm sure, is packed, too. And they have bathroom lines, too. But I just couldn't believe how long the lines, like the lines for the bathroom, like, wait, are you in line for the bathroom or are you in line for this concession stand 20 feet away? And it's not clear because it's snaking so far. And it's just a bad, it's a bad look. It's a bad experience. So I don't know how they rectify that if there's not more bathrooms. You don't want portalettes in your <laughs> brand new stadium. No, you don't, but you it almost it, might you have, be like you, that. If that's all the bathrooms, and I don't mean to just harp on this, we love the stadium. <laughs> but it cannot continue like that like that. <laughs> this is below half capacity. Yeah. So so a, we've heard. It was a nightmare. We'll take if we're taking their word for it. 
No, if you look around like the yeah. stadium, except for the Bailey, there was so much space. Um, you know, empty seats. And you're gonna have to decide food, food and snacks, or do I pee? You can't and do both. We went straight. We went to, like halftime started. I took them down. We walked. I was like, I'll pee if there's a bathroom that doesn't look crazy. There wasn't. So like, okay, we'll get a snack. We went to an area that looked like it wasn't crazy with shitty pretzels, and. I got back, uh, I think, around the 50th minute to our seat. Roughly 15 minutes just to get popcorn. I mean, that's, you know, hey, that look. happens at other stadiums too, but I was just like, this is brand new, baby. And we, Zach, remember we were talking about there looked like there was some drink, some stalls, some drink, uh, like some beer, not carts, but, you know, a little, yeah. little kiosk of those little stands. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, well, they'll, they'll, when they open these up, there you know that's more places people can get drinks. That'll be a, that'll be a nightmare if they do if they open those up because then there's going to be lines on both sides of the concourse. So it'd almost be somehow worse if they start selling beer out of those. Hey, it's a tight squeeze. <laughs> It'll be twice as tight. <laughs> like I said, fan of the stadium. <laughs> I do love it, and we've uh, already we've had a, plenty of episodes where yeah. all we did was you know. Yeah, I we uh, waxed poetic about the stadium, so yeah, I don't feel bad. Again, about it. it is still like it's it's. I can't believe it's ours. It is great. I'm curious to see the concourses in these other stadiums. Yeah, I've never if, been to Red if Bull. We're saying this Arena. is one of the best. Uh, one of the best viewing experience. Sure, second to none. Yeah, yeah it's great. It's great. But, yeah, uh, I'd like to go to a Red Bull Arena. Yeah, I mean, you know, we went to. Uh, I haven't been to like Minnesota, obviously, or Red Bull, or the Bank of California. Um, and I know Atlanta is an NFL stadium, but in and out of that bathroom. <laughs> oh, I mean, Atlanta is <laughs> without compare. Yeah, no, I know. I know. What just, I mean, I'm just saying. Or uh, and Indy, Indy also. I'm not saying like, you can't compare it. I'm just saying like it was. It's night and day. Yeah, I would say Indy also is night and day. Um, and it was both. Concourses. Both Atlanta games were near full capacity. Yeah. There's just so much room. You could get food. You could pee. You might force a shit just because you can. Yeah. Again, a tight, a smaller footprint. I understand. Well, we've been to like, what Craven Cottage. I I peed there, um, and I don't remember thinking that was fucking bullshit, man. But I felt it. I felt it last night. Look, we've talked about the bathrooms more than we've talked about the game. I'm no, That's not true. Normally, not one to uh, harp on anything like that. Love the stadium, but uh, I just Jeff Birding was. That was a big thing. It the was. bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not going to be like Nipper. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not. Yeah. Eliminating long Maybe lines. It's eliminating more. long lines. I heard it so much. And uh, I can't even tell you what the bathrooms look like because I still get to use them. So I don't, I don't even know, actually. I don't think I used it week one. I peed in Portalettes at Nipper all the time. Um, yeah. Something, something's got to give. They got to let, let the, the Cretans into the club or something. It's like, Maybe it's going to force, for God's sakes. <laughs> There's women and children up here. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, you know, gonna, we might leave with stadium status after the next game. Yeah, I'm going to bring <laughs> start bringing Gatorade bottles when we're at full capacity. That's why you quit the last job. That might be why you quit this <laughs> new stadium. Just people peeing everywhere. Um, I will say, one thing I'm loving is it seems to be real lax with their let, letting you come in. They're just like, come on through. Just hold your metal stuff in the air. Nothing matters. Every I think every single person set off the metal detector. Yeah, I didn't empty my pockets and it it buzzed. <laughs> I just kept I, going. I don't really understand what's happening. No. They have the table there that you'd think you would set your stuff in and slide it through. They say no. <laughs> Keep it in your hands. Yeah. No, it's a, uh, 
So really, you could take what you want out of your pocket, leave what you want in, and walk through. You set the thing off. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Nobody checks. <laughs> There's no point. So I remember I had the thing. I was talking about getting some silicone pop-up cups to use because they have self-serve fountain drinks that line. That's great. I love that. Because if you had... Here's one thing they realized. If these people have to get back in line for refills, it's going to be extra fucked. So very smart having uh, self-serve concessions once you get a uh, collector's cup. Very smart. Um, but I was saying, you know, we could we could sneak in. It's not even sneaking in. I could just, like, show them. I'm bringing in cups. <laughs> like, cool. I'm just kidding. Uh, pop-up cups so we can get all the pop we want. Instead, Mayor, I didn't realize until we were walking in, she brought a blanket, which... Probably won't be able to do next time. It'll be 90 degrees. But this one was a chilly one. She brings a blanket and she wrapped up our an FCC cup in it. And she didn't realize till we got there that she brought the 2019 inaugural <laughs> MLS cup. But, you know, she walk, walks in with a blanket and we fill it up. That's, what is that? It's a solid $8 save right there. That's big money. We won't be able to do it without a blanket. but uh, <laughs> And no one's checking. But I'm just saying, the way the security is right now, I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm loving the what they're doing. I'm loving all that. So bathrooms bad, lack security, fantastic. But I still might, I still might go for some pop up cups, and uh, I think I could even just show them to security and be like, "It's a coaster," and they'd be like, "Go right through." <laughs> Don't know what you're doing. Uh, but Zach, any other positive stadium? Well, you know, we've we've gushed about the stadium a lot, so you know, I'm just I want people to know we do like the stadium. <laughs> yeah, I thought. I mean, the noise is still pretty good. Um, we were like 14 rows up on the second level. Fucking. Still looked great. I've obviously as we walked down to where our actual seats are, I was like, man, oh, I would better. I would kill to be. <laughs> to be it right doesn't here. even feel like our seats yet. We're like, oh man, that'd be cool to sit there in the yeah. seats we picked out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's fucking great. It really is, and uh, you know all that other shit is secondary. But I'm just you know paid a lot of money. Was promises were made. <laughs> I don't want to have to stand in line that long. Um, it's we'll a see. it's it's an issue. Yeah. So we'll see what happens in the 19th. That'll be the big, uh, it'll be the big opening. I tell you what, if they shorten those lines, we can keep losing that. We'll buy Stan <laughs> a lot of grace. Gerard in if he fixes the line issue. Kevin, <laughs> sorry we took so long. You're not listening. That's not how this works. Can you imagine, dude? If I had to like dump, <laughs> you would shit yourself. Yeah, and I'd miss like. A lot happened in those first five minutes. There was the most incredible back pass to uh, Vermeer. I, yeah, I saw that on the replay. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> I would have missed it. Um, yeah, it would have been a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if there was the line, you started screaming, diarrhea! I think people would let you through. But then, like, that'd be your rep. They'd be like, oh, man, yeah, that's, that's the guy. Diarrhea guy. Yeah. Uh, Kevin? It's like a fire. <laughs> some firemen putting their sirens on. Just because they're going, going to get, get coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, Kevin, your time starts right now. Let me tell you, there is nothing more nerve-wracking than watching an FC Cincinnati match go into halftime as a tied game, knowing full well that if FC Cincinnati wins, you're going to have the entire You Ain't Lying slack jerking themselves off over who gets the best tweet sent off at yours truly. Man, really glad we got to avoid that, but really unfortunate that FC Cincinnati is still bottom of the table. 
Who could have seen this coming except for anybody watching the games? Fun fact, FC Cincinnati has now gone 23 straight match weeks outside of playoff spots, and that includes last year's expanded playoff field. And wow, can we just say that the news that Jonah is breaking on this KLR about both Pat and Laurel, I mean, talk about game-changing news in local media. Ah, sheesh. We'll we'll see what the fallout is over the next three weeks, but my goodness, can't believe that dude said that on air. I'd say yop out, but you already know. Oh, baby. Potpourri. Potpourri. Let's make this quick. We're already an hour into it. Usually you'd think potpourri would be us complaining about the stadium, but, you know, I made that stadium (laughs) status. Um, We got a big break here, folks. Not back, like I said, till the 19th. Oh, the team could really use it. You'd love to go into that break on a high note, but, you know, how about on a mediocre note? And then when we come back, it'll be the big game. So we got two weeks off. I'm going. There will be no off off week, off podcast for me. Going on vacation on Saturday. Unless Zach wants to do a solo pod where he just talks more about the bathrooms. Hey, maybe me and Nick will do one. Good luck. Is it finally time to release the music pod? Unedited? Unedited? No. <laughs> no. Uh, Zach, this was the big news of last week for you. Hell is Real, the first home Hell is Real, changed from a Wednesday to a Friday. Now you might think, ooh, a weekend. Cool. Not so much for you, huh? No, and I know there's a few others, and I'm sure more people are stoked than are devastated, but um, me and multiple people... I've heard a few who aren't you. ...planned planned vacations (laughs) because there was a gap in games... You got the crew game on the 7th. I think the next game is the 19th of July. I was like, all right, perfect. Leaving Friday, the 9th. Booked a flight. Hell is real, isn't it? And yeah, biggest home game of the year. Biggest game in the new stadium. Uh, Yeah, and they fucked me. (laughs) I'm really really fucking bummed about it. Uh, I don't know what else to say. I I understand like the greater good. I'm curious who wasn't going to be able to go because it's Wednesday. Probably not that many. People would go. They would probably be less drunk. Yeah. It'd be uh, harder for crew fans to go, which is always good. Make yeah. it a little more of a pain in their ass. Yeah. It's like, I, yeah, it just sucks. <laughs> I'm really fucking sad about it. I'm not going to watch, you know, it's going to be my first day on vacation yeah. at the beach. With, <laughs> I thought you were like, I'm boycotting. No, I'm not boycotting. <laughs> you think I'm going like, to watch? You know, it's going to be me, just me and Eli on the beach first day. I'm not going to be like, all right, we're going to hang out in the Airbnb to uh, watch a soccer game. I don't know, though. That vacation air conditioning just hits different. I know. But... <laughs> Something is nice about just being like... Nah, fuck it. Yeah. Um, Life is pain. Yeah. Hell is real. We're taking our first vacation without another relative family. Just so I hope hope my kids learn, learn to love each other a little more. What else? We got cicadas. Zach, your yard was taken over. Indeed. It was a quiet one yesterday, though. <laughs> they were... Get up, you little bitch, Cicada. Uh, you don't like the cold? Uh, it was real quiet. Enjoyed that. Uh, they're back today. Heard at my mom's house. They're really clicking out there. Um, what else? I was going to say, this is apropos of nothing, but as far as me being a bad parent, the other day, I gave them each 15 minutes to play Xbox. It was Arlo's turn. I was like, all right, Avery, Arlo's turn. He uh, presses that center button on the Xbox, turns off the turns off the whole system. Oh, baby. <laughs> You're like, well, that doesn't sound like anything. Like, he knew it was Arlo's turn. So I, like, stomped on the... Like, I didn't know what to do with myself. I just, like, stomped on the floor and, like, grabbed his hand with the controller in it. 
I was like, you knew what you were doing. And he was like, no, I forgot. It was an accident. I was like, you're a liar. <laughs> and he ran away. Um, <laughs> he claims it was just a reflex, but yeah. we'll never know. Me Something and, uh, he's done in the past. <laughs> Me and Eli have been playing Rocket League. And, uh, and Zach's getting, or not Zach, Avery's getting back into nice, nice. Rocket League. But uh, Eli has taken to pausing it as after I shoot towards the goal. <laughs> and uh, it reminded me of, I think, I don't know if you remember this, we'd be playing NBA Jam and you would shoot a last minute shot and I would hit pause on the Sega and then turn it off <laughs> before you could see if it went in or not. Yeah, it feels a lot like that. Uh, I thought you were going to say, I used to cut it off before I lost to keep a win streak going. Oh, no, no, that makes sense. No, you would have shot, you would shoot like a buzzer shot and it would be about to like make it to the basket and I would hit pause and then uh, turn the, turn it off or hit reset. It feels vaguely familiar. <laughs> I remember the day we bought NBA Jam and brought it home. It's the special thing. <laughs> so I'm like, what are, I don't have like, you know, if I had to make a list like off the top of my head of like benign home memories, it's not that long a list. So I'm like, what am I? Is Avery, like, the first thing he's going to remember is me saying, you're a liar! <laughs> you don't hear a parent yell, you are a liar, to their kid very often. So yeah. hope that wasn't one of the ones. Uh, he's been watching. Uh, yeah, I mean, it reminds me, like, one of my biggest memories at our first house is mom getting mad and throwing the Sega up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, that really sucked. Now you just buy a new cord on Amazon and it wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, but for the next years, forever. we had to just hold it in a very, very awkward position. But uh, I understand her willingness to break something that she paid for. <laughs> that that's become more. Yeah, I've told Eli multiple times I'm gonna smash his bike into a thousand pieces. <laughs> Just watching him, <laughs> you try. And Dude, I spent so much money on that bike. It's he's gonna ride. It. <laughs> I don't care how much trouble he's in. He's a teenager on his little <laughs> tiny bike. Um, but yeah, good good memories. What else? Crew time change. Yeah. Oh well, look, everybody, I've purchased my own. Um, Spray system. So if you have any furniture restoration problems. Amelia. Amelia. Is that coffee table scratched? Want a new color on it? Um, Cat's getting out of control. Wait, you're not a cat? Did we assume? Was that me assuming she was a cat person? She's not a not cat a, person. I was like, cat, scratch up your table. I was like, why is he saying that? Anybody. No job is too hard. Uh, just DM Jonah. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to be the go-between for furniture restoration. Um, Nick. Heard you punched your hand through a wall. He does not do plaster work. So I'm talking to Nick Marcus. By the way. Uh, Nick Thompson was at the game. Nick from soccer. And uh, look, Nick, I was going to tr- try and go see you at halftime, but I spent the whole time in line to go pee. <laughs> so I couldn't. You hear that, Jeff? Podcast being torn apart because of these pee lines. Let's do final thoughts. My final thought is uh, overall, my vibe is a steady, steady vibe. Uh, like I said, I I see what's possible, but I also I have to be nice to uh, get some results at home, huh? Yeah, nineteenth feels important. Yeah, it there'll does. be a lot of build up to that. <laughs> it does. It's another one of those games where it for the stadium we could have lost. The team. <laughs> we could have lost five to nothing. Easy. Um, let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. Crossbars, posts, goal line <laughs> clearances, um, open misses. Um, Do you however, see people were dunking on Kevin on Twitter. Like, oh, no progress, huh? Like, I mean... <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like we still did not have a plan going forward. I think we are a very, very bad team. We are still the worst team. Yeah. Like, important without a shadow of a doubt, we are still the worst team. Um, I think it gets kind of glossed over because we finally had some chances. Loco had the two shots. Barrial, Vasquez, Brenner. 
without those people are stam outing yeah. hard i saw you stop tweeting during the game pretty positive stuff i like i don't think kevin was like i can't i, I can't talk about this they're doing too good i don't even want to mention it what zach say stam out all I heard. Oh yeah, guys. Sorry. Fuck. I said 110 was the limit. I was gonna reveal that Laurel and Pat stuff, but we just ran out of time. Next week for sure. Definitely. That'll be on the Nick and Zach pod. We'll break yeah, it. Yeah. This is. Oh, ne- oh, yeah. Yeah. So I won't be here next week. But Laurel and Pat. Uh, one more week. Uh, but I'm not gonna reveal them this week. I right, will hold off because of just the great, just such a great result this week. So save it uh yeah amelia what's cody cropping what's gutman what's good um yeah zach anything else to say no i gotta pee pretty bad been holding it since uh <laughs> halftime no lines at this bruce arena all right rise together uh see you in three weeks amelia, victory is guaranteed good. work on those bathrooms teak goodbye <laughs>